Welcome to the Build Your Coaching Business Podcast. We'll talk about how to start, grow, and enjoy your coaching business. Plus, we'll dig into the failures and lessons we've learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Well, hello there. Welcome back. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about five simple parts of your business, of your coaching business. And one of the things that I notice is that it's really easy for a new coach, even a seasoned coach who's made 20, 30, 40, $50,000, maybe even 100000 it's easy to get distracted by the small parts of your business and lose sight of the structure, right? So today's episode, we're going to talk about the five simple parts of your business and the reason why you want to know these. One is because some of you, if you're new, you need to make these these decisions, right? You need to set up these parts of your business. And if you want help with that, that is one of the things I help my clients do, coaches in particular, inside of my first five program. So some of you will need to make these decisions. But for some of you, you need to be reminded about what these parts of your business are so that you can measure in each individual segment, And so I want to help you think about the five segments of your business so that you can isolate your problem in your business, right? The reason you're not getting the results you want, and you can see them in, uh, I'm thinking like chronological order, but I feel like that's not the right word, (laughs) but you can see them in terms of like what domino actually hits the next domino. Because so often what I see are coaches who are solving problems that aren't connected, The perfect example is someone, a new coach, this is pretty much always new coach issue right here. And it's, they're like, well, people aren't booking a call with me and I want to lower my price. And I've heard this so many times now, right? That I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. They aren't not, but like, like you're not even telling them your price. So they don't know how much it costs to work with you. Therefore, they aren't not booking a call because of your price, right? But in their brain, it seems like those two dominoes are touching and connected. And so that's how their brain tries to solve for it. So we're going to talk about these five simple parts of your business so that for some of you, you can set these pieces of your business up. And for others of you, so that you can measure yourself and isolate it to each area so that you know exactly where the problem area is and where to focus your attention. So let's talk about what those five areas are. I'm going to go over what they are and then we'll dig into each one individually. So those five areas, the simple parts of your business, your coaching business, the first one is going to be your offer. The second one is going to be developing your expert space. The third one is marketing, the fourth one is selling, and the fifth one is your mindset. Now, I actually made this list of five things, and then I went back through and I was like, oh yeah, that's marketing, that's selling. So I know it kind of sounds like bland, but we're gonna, as we go through each one of these, I'm gonna tell you what marketing means. I'm gonna tell you exactly what selling means. Because again, what is going to stop a brain from being successful using these is that your brain is going to make up a story about what marketing is. It's going to tell you it's hard. It's going to tell you you're not good at it. It's all those things. And so as I go through each point, I'm going to make sure that I, I explain it in such a clear way that all of your preconceived thoughts, your, your preconceived ideas about marketing or selling, for example, 
I'm going to make it so simple that it's easier for your brain to be like, yeah, I could do that, (laughs) right? That's always what we're going for. We're helping our brain realize, oh yeah, I could do that. That doesn't sound nearly as awful as I've been making it (laughs) because that's when we actually enjoy what we're doing. Okay, so five simple parts of your business. Let's dig into the first one, which is your offer. Now, the pieces of an offer are the price. I'm not saying that's what you're going to decide first, but these are just all the parts, okay? So don't be like, well, Elizabeth, I don't know about deciding that first. No, I agree. Let's not talk about price first, but like that's a part of your offer. So your offer is going to be made up of a price, how much you charge. Your offer is going to be made up of a length of time, how long they get to work with you for that price. Your offer is going to be made up of a container, right? What does it look like to deliver this offer? And I think sometimes we don't think about that, right? We don't like, because we sell coaching, we don't necessarily think that there's a, like a space we developed for that to deliver it. And so when we think of it in terms of the container, it might be, it's one-on-one coaching. We get on a phone call or a Zoom call and like that is the container. They talk to me, we see each other, or they only we only hear each other's voices. There's there's great reasons for both. Um, they have email access to ask me a question. Maybe they get worksheets, whatever, right? There's no right or wrong here. But thinking of your offer in terms of a container helps you then develop the experience that they have creating their result and the experience you have delivering your offer. So your offer is made up of your price, your length, the container, who you help, right? And remember, we want to know who we help so we know who we don't help because it's easy to get distracted in your business by thinking about and talking to people who don't want what you sell. I was coaching a client inside of the Double Your Business Mastermind about this today and she's like, I just feel like I'm trying to convince them and they don't want, they don't want what I sell, It's like, yeah, you just, your brain got distracted and it was talking to somebody who doesn't want what you sell. You bring it back and magically it feels so much more fun to talk to people who actually want what you sell. But it's like, it's the mental element where your brain got distracted. It accidentally started talking to someone else and we just bring our brains back. So your offer is who you help, your container. Now, the next part of your offer is going to be the general idea of what you help them with. Now, you might hear me refer to this as like the result you help them create like the reason that they hire you, the thing that they want. But I also want to word it very vaguely because this is always a good place to start, right? Like so often what we hear in 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 the business world, like how do you build a business? You have to get really clear about the result you sell, the thing you're going to help them create. You're going to help them uh, lose 40 pounds in 28 days without doing crazy exercise. I don't know. I just made that up, <laughs> right? But you, like so often what a coach thinks is I have to be that specific, but you don't. You can actually be vagueish. And some of you already know the, how specific you want to be. That's perfect, but a lot of you won't. And that's okay too. Being really specific will not make you more money. Well, it might, but you don't have to be really specific to make money. You can be vague and specific and make money in both of those scenarios. But so often I see coaches who are trying to force themselves into this specificness. And so they spend all this time trying to get specific that they don't realize that they could also make a ton of money and help a ton of people being general and vague. So this is what I mean. Like this part of your offer is a general idea 
of what you help people with. So in my mastermind, I have a parenting coach. These are the pieces she knows. They come to her because they want coaching, like parenting type coaching. And her other element she knows is they, they have highly sensitive kids. And she's like clear about what that means. And so those are her two, her two variables that those are the only thing that rope her in. That's all she needs. Everything else is is hers to like play with and, and have like lots of different ways of talking about it and trying things out. But those two pieces of her offer direct her brain and tell her what she talks about, what she doesn't talk about. And it draws in very specific people to her right? It's a parent who wants parenting coaching and they see their child through that lens of like, oh my gosh, my child is a highly sensitive child. Oh, she can help me. Or, right, maybe your two variables are like, I'm a business coach and I help people create confidence. Those might be the only two variables you know, but I want you to think of it as like you're, you're creating this space where you built the fence Everything else doesn't need to be in, but it's like you've given yourself all this room to move. Now, some people don't want room to move. They want to get really specific. (laughs) But just be careful that you're not trying to make yourself specific because you think you have to be. So, right, the very first part of your business is going to be your offer. I'm going to run through it again. It's going to be a price. It's going to be a length of time. It's going to be a who you help. Although that could be vagueish too, right? It could be the container that you develop for your offer, how you help them create what they want. And then a general idea of what you help them with. Oh, I do want to make sure I say this. The reason that the general idea works and you can only know those two things is because once they get on a call with you, the consult is the place to identify more specifically what they want. And then you have your tools as a part of your your container that you're like, these are the tools I use to help them get these results, these results in parenting with highly sensitive kids or whatever, right? And so no matter what very specific result they bring you and they're like, this is what I want, you're going you're gonna to build that trust in yourself and in your tools that you're like, yeah, I can help them with that. So the consult is going to be where they tell you the very specific results they want, but you don't have to know it ahead of time. In fact, you get to kind of play with it. And, and then when they're on the call, you get to start learning from them. Ooh, how do they word their problem? What did they tell me they wanted help with? What, when I asked them what a dream scenario would be, what did they say in their own words? Not our own brains. Because that's the thing is like, what's going to stop you from building a coaching business is you spending a ton of time in your own head trying to solve problems and figure them out instead of just making some simple decisions that are vague-ish and that allow you to keep moving so you can start measuring yourself in each of these areas and seeing like, oh yeah, like I have a baseline. Now I improve my baseline and it just gets a little bit better, a little bit more clear, a little bit more specific, but you're developing the baseline first, okay? The other thing about your offer is often a new coach will come and they'll say, well, I haven't even decided what to sell. So Inside of that, like part one of your your simple of your business, right? It's like what you could sell. There are some choices, right? I've seen um, you could sell one on one coaching, you could sell group coaching, you could sell a program, which is basically the reason we call it a program is it's a one time priced thing. So they pay you fifty dollars, they get the thing you deliver, right? The program, the content, the information, whatever. They pay you $2,000, they get the thing, right? I have a program, one-time price, lifetime access, right? So you could sell something like that. You could sell a membership, which is where it's a monthly recurring price. 
You could sell a retreat, right? So it's a one-time thing, certain price, right? Same thing with your offer, price, length, who, container, all those details, general what. And then you could sell books. Now, what I recommend is a coach start with one-on-one coaching. Now, you can do anything you want. You can pick any of these that you want. But if you want me to be your coach and you want to be in my space, you can listen to it from those perspective. But the people I help are people who want to build one-on-one coaching businesses. Now, here's why, though. It's not because of all the sorts of things. I don't know. Whatever your brain tells you. But because you're a coach. And how do you refine your skill coaching is you coach. You get on calls one-on-one with people and you help them. That is going to build both your own skill set at helping people But the other thing that it's going to do is it's going to help you build your process for how you help them get results. It's going to help you identify more specific results so that you don't have to know right away. I think I spent years with a vague-ish thing I sold. I just knew some parts of it and I made $100,000 each year, right? You know, once I started making money at least. So you start with one-on-one coaching so you can build your skill coaching but also so you can build your skill thinking like an entrepreneur, putting these pieces and parts of your business together, measuring them, refining your skill set, right? Getting better in each of these areas because it's not going to be easier to sell group coaching. It's not going to be easier to sell a program. Every single one of these things requires you to build a certain set of skills that then allows you to use those skills to sell your next offer. This is one of the things I talk about in the Double Your Business Mastermind. And it's that before you build a second offer, right? And I I think such a simple next offer is group coaching. But whatever, right? Some people want to do something different. But you want to look at your one-on-one coaching. And before you leave it, you want to make sure you got everything you needed. You knew exactly what skills you needed. You knew exactly where you were a little iffy, where you needed to build. And you spend time getting that skill set. So that by the time you move on to your next offer, you have brought and it's like you already know, oh yeah, no, I don't ever have any thoughts about my own coaching skill anymore. I already know what my process is. I already know how quickly they can get it. I've been testing it in one-on-one coaching. I know this, right? Like you're going to nail down all these things. I know how to help somebody book a call. I know how to sell them without ever doing a call. You're going to be practicing all of those things in one-on-one coaching where you get direct feedback on a consult rather than, oh, I'm going to try and sell, sell group coaching or a program or a membership with a sales page only, right? So when I suggest one-on-one coaching, it's because of everything one-on-one coaching is going to give you. Maybe we need an old podcast selling you on all the things you want to get from one-on-one coaching before you leave it. That sounds brilliant. We should do that. Good idea, Elizabeth. <laughs> so that's your offer, okay? I recommend if you're a new coach or even if you've, I mean, if you haven't built the skill out from one-on-one coaching, you're going to know because you're full, Because you don't have any problems booking consoles. You don't have any problems selling, right? Don't sell a second offer until you've nailed selling one-on-one coaching. So that's the first part of building, the first part of your simple, right? Like, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. (laughs) I keep looking at the title and it's like, I see simple in parts and I'm like, what? What does that mean? (laughs) So that's the first part of your business, okay? So having an offer. Now, there are going to be parts of it, right? Like when we go to mindset, there is going to be parts of mindset that come very specifically into your offer. Because the way I like to think of it is when we think about our brain and we think about all the thoughts we have and all the feelings we have, that's your mindset. That's the, the set of thoughts you have about stuff. 
And so you're going to have a low, you're going to have both, right? A low area of thinking about your offer, which is going to be the things you're afraid of, the things you're uncertain of, the things you're confused about. You're going to have some like moderate level thinking. And that's just going to be where you're like, yeah, of course, right? It's going to be where it's like, I don't even question it. And then there's going to be like high levels of thinking about your offer. <clears throat> and I don't mean like high levels of thinking. I mean, like you're like bursting with confidence. You're very certain. <laughs> you're like, obviously, but like you're exuding it at a high level. You're like, of course, I'm a coach. I know exactly what I'm doing. I've coached hundreds of hours. Maybe you have been a coach in someone else's program. And so you're like, I've built that skill. I have zero doubt I can coach someone. I have zero doubt I can help them get the results that they want. But the reason that this is important is like when we talk about mindset as the fifth part, it's going to overlap into each of these parts. And there's going to be a low area of your thinking and there's going to be high levels of thinking. And always what we're doing is we're just accepting that both exist and we're practicing seeing what's in the low area and bringing it up. Not to like, ooh, magical, you know, thinking that you don't believe, but like, oh, when I look at my offer, I'm really unsure about the length of time. And it's not that there's something wrong with the length of time. It's you realizing, oh, I have these thoughts that create this confusion. Those thoughts are going to be what I adjust and look at and change, not the length of time. Although you might change the length of time, but not from those thoughts, right? So that's the first part of the business and how mindset might tie into that. I just want to make sure you know that before. So you're kind of thinking of like, oh yeah, mindset's going to be something I develop with the actual offer. So the second part of the business is going to be your expert space. Now, what this is going to be is it's going to be the space you invite people into where you are the expert. Now, I when I think about this, I often think of it as like if I was at a um, one of those places, right, where you walk into the conference room and then you have an individual speaker in each room, like a hotel, <laughs> like a hotel with conference rooms and there's a speaker and they're the expert and nobody questions if they're the expert, right? Nobody's ever like, excuse me, please describe your expertise to me. No, that person in that room is like, this is my room. Do you want to come in? Great. This is what we're talking about. But they exude this sense of like, I'm the expert, this is my space. Do you want to come in? And so you want to create that. That is a part of your business. Now, here's why. Because when you have an expert space, now this is a free space. Let me, let me clarify that. It is a free expert space. And when you have a free expert space, what you have created, one, is a place where you are an expert, which means you're actually thinking that. So if you're resistant to creating a free expert space, you're like, you might be thinking, I don't know if I'm an expert. Other people might be bigger expert, right? You're going to have to be willing to be like, nope, this whole room is mine. Come into my space. And when I think about that space visually, right, I'm, I'm at a hotel and the space is pretty large. I'm not at a football stadium where I need that kind of space, but it's like it's a conference room. We could fit hundreds of people in there. No big deal. So you're creating the space in your own mind. You're putting yourself as an expert. You make the rules, you decide what we value. Now, remember, people can come and go as they want, <laughs> as the space fits them. But just the, the part of like even developing a space also pairs with like, people want this. People want to come into this room. They're going to hear this and they're going to want to stay. So you, the why is because of how it shapes your own brain to think about having a space where you're an expert 
The other why, right, when we bring it back is because you want to be able to measure your own success. So when we get to the next one and we talk about marketing, right, marketing is all about meeting new people who don't know you and bringing them into a free space. And the only way you're going to know if your marketing is working is when you have a free space to bring them into and then you get to look. And so you might be like, oh, I didn't book any consults this week. But you know what? 10 new people came into my space. My marketing is working, right? So you're going to have this space. You're going to use it to measure. You're going to use it to see all the ways that your brain's like, I don't know if we're an expert. And you're going to use it to create that mental that mental thing of like, I'm an expert. I'm making space. Here's what I'm an expert at. People want to come in. They can leave anytime they want, obviously. And what that might look like, and here's what I really recommend. I recommend having an email list. Now, what is that? It's just, you can have it on, I host mine on Active Campaign. Um, I think it's really simple, but you can also do, um, oh man, I forget. There's tons of them. <laughs> There's tons of them. But you, you're just collecting email addresses. Now, you might think not think of your mailing list as a, an expert space, but I want to tell you that that's like the highest level of expert space. Because you now, <laughs> you guys might not have thought about this, but right, like when you give your email address to someone, you're, you're giving them permission to talk to you. It's not to say they own your email address, but they own access to communicate with you that way. They, had, they now have a, uh, a pathway to communicate with you whenever they want. Now, you're obviously still in control, just like they are, of reading it, of not um, subscribing, of all those things, right? But it's like they just gave you a direct access to communicate with them whenever you want. Now, the reason that this is so different from maybe having a podcast and seeing that as your expert space or um, social media even, now, I think the next best place would be like a Facebook group or... Um, those are the only two I can think of, but I'm sure there's something else, but I'll tell you why. So when you're thinking about expert space, you can think about why one space might work over another. So right email list, you have their email address. You can contact them whenever you want. Now, remember, they still have control over their end of receiving it. They can leave anytime they want, but you're the expert. Now you own it. It's yours. You own their email address until they take it away. You can run ads with that email address. You can target them with it. You can send them emails. You can, um, yeah, those two things really. And then when we look at Facebook groups, right? It's like, it's an, a space you're inviting people into. Often you're collecting email addresses with that too. And it's a space where you're the expert. You're creating the content, you're facilitating, you're creating the rules. You're deciding what stays and what goes. You're the expert. It's your space. It's a place where you can bring value. You can make offers and nobody else's rules apply. Now, the reason I'm, I'm a little bit more leery about Facebook groups, I think it's great. If you're an extrovert, if you love doing that, that thing, it's like, that's perfect. Um, but it does add an extra element of, of work, right? Facilitation, building that skill set, growing the group, um, all to then be regulated by like, you know, does does social media show my content to people? And then I think about with a podcast, right? Where it's like, you might say, oh, I want to have a podcast. I would, if I had a podcast, then I would be an expert. But here's why that is not, it's like, yes, it's part of your expert space, but it's really, the, the reason I would say don't make it the expert space 
is because you don't have any way to contact those people or communicate with them apart from getting your microphone out and going and speaking. But you don't have any way to measure. You don't have any way of knowing, is my podcast audience growing? And I mean, even though they'll give you metrics, it's like you don't have any access to that. So I might put that more in like a marketing of like not just meeting new people, but nurturing them. Uh, a podcast, but I really love the idea of an email list or a Facebook group because you can track it, you can measure it, and you can know, is my marketing working because they came into my expert space? The third simple part of your business is marketing. Now, I did not write this down as marketing. Here's what I wrote it down as. Decide how you meet new people to invite into your space. That's it, (laughs) right? And we call it marketing, But really, all you're doing as this part of your simple business is you are deciding, you're like, where are my people at? They're they're usually in more than one place. And then you're deciding, how do I want to reach them? How do I reach new people? How do I help new people find me? Now, there may be lots of ways that this actually happens, right? Like you might coach someone and then they might tell someone else about you. That's going to be a referral. Now, they might right? Like that might be a way that your business builds. That's perfect. But you're not necessarily going to be like, ooh, how I market is I wait for people to talk about me. <laughs> you're like, no, no, that that's just one of the things that happens. I think about it in my coaching community where it's like people just, I mean, there are ways that people know me and there are things that I have done or ways that I am just people know me. But I'm not like, oh, how I market is I like become well known. No, that's not my marketing method, but that's just a way that it happens, right? So some people come that way. So there's things that will just happen in how you market. And then there are the things you actively do so that you and yourself remember we're in control of creating our results. If we don't have them yet, it's not because we're waiting on a referral. It's not because we're hoping somebody hears about us and comes in and, you know, comes into our space. So marketing is deciding how you meet new people And then inside of marketing is is also like that nurturing. So it's kind of this, there's two parts to marketing. One of them is meeting new people and the other one is nurturing. So when you think about having your expert space, it might, like I want to encourage you to have either an email, probably an email, but also like maybe a Facebook group if that's what you prefer. But the marketing might also be like, well, where do I find them? You might find them on social media. And so that might mean that that's also a part of how you nurture because sometimes they know you, but they haven't come into your expert space yet. Sometimes they're already in your expert space, but they also still like to follow you on social media. So they're being nurtured while being in your expert space. But some of the ways you can market, in fact, these are all of them I can think of. These are all the ways to market and meet new people. Ready? SEO, which is just optimizing Google, right? Google wants to let you be in front of their audience because you're giving their audience something. So SEO, social media, paid ads, other people's audiences. Now, it's kind of like SEO. It's very similar, in fact. But you're just seeking out people who have similar, you know, their people want similar things and you're giving value to them. So that might be going to Psychology Today's website and writing an article for them. And now you have access to their audience and they get to meet you. That's building it from someone else's audience. It might be finding somebody who has a complimentary, right? I was talking to a friend today. She sells, um, like she coaches people on like money. And so it's a very natural step where people then are like, oh, well, I want to invest in real estate. And so she's like, great. I have a friend who has a program about real estate. And so it's like when they collaborate, it's it's like they have sell two different things, but they have a similar audience base of people that they serve. So how you might choose to market, getting in front of people, nurturing them might be SEO, 
It might be social media, it might be paid ads, it might be other people's audiences, or it might be in person. You're just picking. Your people are probably in all of those places, but you are deciding how you want to build your business and then you're going to go out and build the skill to do it. And so when we talk about how do I measure my success, right? The only thing you're measuring is like, I know what my offer is. I know where I'm inviting them. I'm inviting them into my expert space. Now I just have to go meet them. And how I know I was successful inviting them into my expert space was because they came or they didn't come into the expert space. And that's what I love is like in your, when you're out and in your marketing, maybe on social media, you could be selling them directly to a consult. You, you really can. It totally works, right? And maybe you play with it. Maybe you do both. But what I love about this idea of inviting them into an expert space is that you can measure that in a way that lets you win so much quicker than if everything is based on did they book a consult or not. Because then your brain, you start to need coaching on like, well, nobody's booking a consult. Nothing is working. I don't think my marketing's working. Versus like maybe maybe the consult was too big of a step yet. Like, right? Like you haven't nailed them thinking, oh my gosh, she knows exactly what's happening here and she can help me. This is simple. This is doable. I could do that. I should book a call with her, right? So it's like now you know, oh, the place I'm meeting new people, there's something about how I'm communicating there. I want to just tweak and play with that. How will I know I'm winning and how I let myself win easily is I measure it in who comes into my expert space that's free. The fourth simple part of your business is selling. Now, again, I didn't write this down as selling. What I wrote down was decide your conversion method. And I really like thinking about this because when we think about selling, you might think I'm good at selling. I'm bad at selling. I need to get better. Selling is this. Selling is that, right? We have all these ideas about selling. But really, this part of your business is deciding your conversion method. So I recommend doing consults right? So the process becomes they're going to new a new person who's never heard of me, or maybe they have, they're going to come into my space. I'm going to invite them to book a consult with me, a free call. On that free call, I'm going to find out what they want help with. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to like identify, can I help them? And then we're going to talk about what that might look like. That's the free call. And then they'll pay me money and we'll do the right, like the offer will be activated. So what comes before the consult? This is another conversion method. So a consult is a conversion method, but then what comes before the consult as a conversion method? And you're going to decide. And the reason you're going to decide is because, again, you're going to be in your expert space and you're going to be practicing talking about your offer. But really, right, the way you're going to know, am I converting people is going to be, right, like, did they book a call? And that's going to come from this conversion method. You're not going to judge your ability to do a consult. Like the only thing that's going to come from a consult is did they pay or not? Did they start the offer? But before that, it's going to be your conversion method to bring them to the consult. And in order to sell someone a consult, a free call, you're going to have to believe in that free call. You're going to have to build thoughts about why they would want it. Just like same thing with joining your mailing list. You're going to have to build thoughts about why they want to join your mailing list. And so one of those conversion methods might be a Facebook, like not a Facebook funnel, a funnel, which is just an email series, right? a series of emails, it could be videos, it could be text, it could be a challenge, but it's basically like it's a series of things they go through that then invite them to come to a call with you. It could be an email 
that you send to your mailing list inviting them to book a call, right? That would be a conversion method. It could be a free training where you make an offer at the end to book a call. It could be a link on your blog. Maybe you blog. It could be a link at the end of it that's like, you know, if you want to book a free call, here's exactly what we would do on that call. And you would be selling the free call, but the free call would be in relation to what you sell, right? And then you're just practicing. What's my skill set at selling a free call? Because that is a skill set you build. You're not selling your big offer now. You're still selling free. But all in these ways, you're practicing selling free. You're practicing selling them to coming into your free space. You're practicing getting them like listening to your content. You're practicing inviting them to a free call. And then, right, that's all that free practicing of selling, all that practice selling free is preparing you then to make the offer that says, yeah, let's trade some money to get this bigger result that you want. So in that fourth part of your business, you're just deciding what are these conversion methods, right? Because you already know how you market. You already know how you're getting in front of people. You already have the people in your space. And now you're deciding what are my conversion methods? Because when you decide you want to do a consult and why, it really helps your brain like, oh yeah, no, I, I don't expect myself. Oh my gosh. Somebody said this today in the in the first five group. She's like, I have these consults booked and I'm just choosing to believe I'm great at consults. And I was like, well, (laughs) maybe we shouldn't start with that thought unless you actually are. But she she hasn't done them yet. Right. So I'm like, I don't know if we want to start with thinking I'm great at consults because that's like believing you're great at skiing when you've never done it before versus saying like, I'm going to go skiing and I'm going to learn how to do it. I'm going to do a consult and no matter what happens, I am going to learn from how I do it, right? Like it's a different way where you're like, don't make yourself have to be the expert right away. But you're just going through and you're deciding these pieces because when you know as a conversion method, I'm going to do consults. Now you're going to spend time thinking about why does someone want to come to a consult? Why is a consult so valuable? Why do I love this for me, helping me identify what their problem is so that I can shape the offer that I give them? right? Because remember, if our offer is vague-ish in some areas, we're just waiting to hear exactly what they want inside of the container of what we offer. Parenting coaching, highly sensitive kids, and then they bring you the very specific result they want. And it's like the triangle completes. You have the things that brought them in, you can help them with the exact thing. And then, right, like, what do I do to bring them to a consult? That conversion method, it could be a Facebook, not a Facebook, oh my gosh, a funnel. (laughs) It could be an email, It could be a free training. It could be a link on your blog, right? It could be a link in your social media, all those things. But it's like thinking of it as like, that's my conversion point. And then the fifth part of your business is mindset, right? And it's like mindset's going to pull into all those other pieces. But what I like thinking about with mindset is, is it's like there's this, the real stuff, right? It's you deciding the way that I market my business is I run paid ads, I run them to this thing, I know all the pieces, and I tweak my ads on these days, I review them, these are my metrics, this is how I know it's successful, this is how I know when to pay more money, whatever, right? There's the pieces of your business that you have decided, and then there's all the thoughts you have. (laughs) And it's always, our businesses are always going to be full of both of those. We're going to make decisions and we're going to have lots of thoughts. And as I mentioned earlier, right, like our thoughts are going to be sometimes really great. They're going to really serve us. And then other times they're going to be more like not so helpful. (laughs) 
I was like, how do I say this? Yeah, not that helpful. And they're going to be things that you probably won't even question. Like thinking, who am I to charge this much for this? I don't know if I can deliver on this. Those are going to feel like facts, but really they're your brain and your thoughts. And so when you are thinking about the structure of your business, either because you are a coach who needs to decide these pieces and set them up and think in terms of these parts, you're going to make decisions about your offer. You're going to create your expert space. You're going to decide how you market and then go build the skill doing it. The way you will know you're building the skill is because you watch people come into your expert space. You're going to decide your conversion methods and you're going to, you're right, you're going to be like, this is how I convert people. This is exactly how I take them from this step to this step, how I take them from my free space to booking a call. And then you're going to think in terms of your mindset and you're not going to let the mindset part weigh you down. You're not going to put all your weight on that. You're going to be like, no, I have all five of these parts. Each of them tells me and gives me a space to measure myself. Because sometimes the reason that somebody isn't getting the results they want is because they're spending too much time in the mindset element of their business and they aren't going and doing the other four parts. And so when we think of your business in terms of five simple parts, it not only creates the simplicity of I know where to look and measure, but it helps to remind you that my brain is a part of this but there are also the tangible pieces that I do and I'm just practicing keeping my brain in check while I focus on doing these other four areas of my business. Okay, that's the five simple parts of your coaching business. <sighs> so fun. So take that, go do your thing with it. If you need some help, come over, join my mailing list, come into my expert space, come over, do the daily work. If you want coaching with me to do this work, come into the First Five program. It's a program. It's $1,500. It's lifetime access. We're going to build your coaching business. I'm going to help you set up all the pieces you need and not do all the things you don't need. Um, And then once you go through that, you can come over into the mastermind and we'll start doubling your business just for the fun of it. We're not going to do it the high pressure way. We're definitely not going to do it perfectly because perfectionism doesn't work, although we try it. And that's it for today. I'll talk to you next week. Hey, who's your business coach? If you don't have one, I'd be honored to help you grow your coaching business. I have a daily practice that'll help you feel powerful, focused, and comforted in the discomfort of growing your business. This mental routine will help you create any goal you're working on. Sign up for this free training at elizabethsalazarcoaching.com just like this podcast, it's free. I'll see you over in your inbox.